Thank you very much, uh, choir. Today, I'd like to reflect on uh, faithfulness. Uh, faithfulness, I, we don't really hear the word too often out in the world, but it's a word we use often uh, in the church. Faithfulness is a way of life, and I think it's one of the best ways to live. There's something really wonderful about faithfulness that makes life more beautiful. Uh, a faithful person is loyal, committed, and unwavering, even and especially when things get difficult. Faithfulness brings about deep relationships and community. Faithfulness is enduring. Faithfulness is also the word used very often to describe God in the Bible. God is faithful to his people, even when they have turned against him and done wrong. God continually forgives, takes care of, comforts, and pursues his people. God is faithful. Faithfulness grows out of love. Faithfulness is the steadfast living out of love through any circumstance. And this is how people experienced God throughout the Bible. This is how we experience God too when we look back on our lives with faith. Because of God's steadfast love and faithfulness, we experience salvation. Jesus was the ultimate example of faithfulness. Jesus was faithful to God and to loving others. When he got persecuted, rejected, and abandoned, even when he was crucified on the cross, right to the end, he was faithful. And because of Jesus' faithfulness, we are saved. You know, when we're surrounded by faithful people, there's, we find comfort in it. Somehow we feel comfortable, assured, solid. Faithful people bring about trust. Faithful people bless those around them. So faithful living is really how we should live. It's the best way to live. But we know that life in this world often lacks this kind of faithfulness. Our own lives lack it. You know, we live in a world driven not by faithfulness, but by seeking the greatest advantage in any situation. We're not constant in our commitment, but we shift according to the circumstance. We often believe that those who get ahead in life are those who know how to take advantage of each situation and those who look after their own interests first. So in that kind of context, being faithful seems a little futile or naive. But living in a faithless world affects us. It makes us more cynical, more jaded. When we see others looking after just their own interests, we start to think too, maybe I need to look after my own interests as well. Living in such a world it also affects our faith. God doesn't seem present in this kind of world. Faith seems a little naive and it doesn't make sense. We can't see how God is faithful when everyone around us is unfaithful. So when faithfulness is not present, there's a cynicism and cold-heartedness. 
This was the situation that Malachi was addressing. You know, their fathers and grandfathers had come back uh, to Jerusalem after around 75 years in exile in Babylon. They came back to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. They came with hopes to rebuild the temple and, uh, in a way, reestablish the former glory of Israel that they had experienced a long time ago under King David and Solomon. They came with that fanfare and hope. But then, like, a generation and more had passed, and nothing had really changed. The temple was still in ruins. It was still shabby. And they didn't have independence or let alone former glory. They were still just a mere small province in this mighty Persian empire. They were small and insignificant. And they were surrounded by this much larger world that uh, was driven by power. And, and people saw how those who had power took advantage of it. And uh, they took care of themselves first. That was the kind of world they lived in. They knew about God, the God of their ancestors, right? They heard all these stories about God in the past, but that God seemed so distant and irrelevant to them. And so Malachi begins with the declaration of God's love, but they question it. I have loved you, says the Lord, but you say, how have you loved us? They were cynical when it came to God. And this is what they said. It is vain to serve God. What do we profit by keeping his command or by going about as mourners before the Lord of hosts? Now we count the arrogant happy. Evildoers not only prosper, but when they put God to the test, they escape. In their jadedness, they had no passion for life. And they saw no point in things. When it came to worshiping God, too, they were half-hearted and faithless. What a weariness this is, you say, and sniff at me, says the Lord of hosts. You bring what has been taken by violence, or is lame or sick, and this you bring as your offering. Shall I accept that from your hand? And not only with God, but with other people, too. They were faithless. Have we not all one Father? Has not one God created us? Why then are we faithless to one another, profaning the covenant of our ancestors? You know, that covenant was a covenant to, uh, of how they should be in community with one another, how they should interact with one another. But they were faithless to it. In other words, they were just looking after their own selves and interests. This faithlessness affected their life together. It broke down their sense of community. It eroded warmth and goodwill for one another. It was every person for themselves. And that kind of life took away joy and passion for life. You know, the psalmist describes two kinds of life. One that is faithful and the other that is not. He describes the faithful life like this. They are like trees planted by streams of water which yield fruit in its season and their leaves do not wither. In all that they do, they prosper. Now, faithful people are like these trees planted by streams of water. They are solid. They yield fruit. Their lives are prosperous. 
not only or necessarily materially, but also in relationships, in community, in joy and fullness of life. Faithful people have deep roots. They are deeply rooted in their relationships with others. They are deeply rooted in their communities. They are deeply rooted wherever they spend their time. They are trusted and trustworthy people who are reliable and dependable. They're there not only in good times, but especially when times are tough. Faithful people are, have deep roots because they've cultivated these roots consistently and continuously over a long period of time. And over time, these roots have really grown strong and deep. You know, in our backyard, we have a, a silver maple tree. Apparently, it's around 150 years old. And I saw pictures of uh, when the previous owner was doing some rentals. They, they dug up the ground around it to make sure the roots were not going in. And I saw uh, an image of these roots. It was thick and deep. Nothing would be, ever be able to shake that tree because its roots are so planted in the ground. That's what faithful people are like. The psalmist describes unfaithful people as chaff. Chaff is that little outer shell on, the, on, on plants or flowers that will fall off. They have no root, but they're driven by the wind. If the wind blows one way, they blow that way. If the wind blows the other way, they blow that way. People who are not faithful. They cannot be relied upon because you never know which way they're going to go from one moment to the next. You can't trust them because they're not consistent. People who are not faithful have no roots and are swayed by circumstances or their feelings. We don't really like people like that. We don't want to be that kind of person. But when we look around us, it's so hard not to be. Our whole modern world is centered around personal convenience. Everything is there for my own convenience and pleasure. It's all about what I want and what I'm feeling in that moment. If I want to do something right now, I do it. If I don't want to do something right now, then I, I don't want to. I don't have to. So what that means is if something becomes too difficult or unpleasant... Or if somehow in a situation I get hurt or disappointed, we can easily walk away. Our great and enormous freedom has become the freedom to be flaky with our commitments and, and to avoid difficulty. Convenience has become the enemy of faithfulness. A life centered on convenience is like chaff. It has no roots and blows wherever the wind does. And cultivating faithfulness in this world centered on convenience is so difficult. And the possibilities for this kind of faithful living seemed bleak in Malachi's world as well. I mean, in fact, this kind of bleakness it would remain for a long time. Malachi is the last book of the Old Testament. 
And he was the last prophet of Israel. For about 400 years after that, it's almost like God went silent. It was 400 years until finally John the Baptist emerged and then Jesus was born. So around that, in that 400 year period of time, it's almost like it was just a faithless existence that people went through. But somehow in this bleak and faithless situation, will be pleased when we become faithful people. Malachi compares the process of becoming faithful to a refiner's fire. There's a story about a group of women who studied this very passage. And when I read the story, it reminded me of uh, the women of our church who were part of the Wednesday Bible study for many years. Out of curiosity, one of the women decided to go to a silversmith to see how silver is refined and to observe that refining process. So she observed the silversmith holding uh, the silver right in the middle of burning flames. He told her that the only way uh, to purify silver was to hold it right in the middle of the flames uh, so that the fire would burn, melt all the impurities away. So she remembered uh, uh, from the verse that it was God who does the refining. So she asked the silversmith um, if it was important for him to stay there during the whole refining process or whether he can walk away and just kind of come back later. The silversmith told her that not only did he have to stay for the whole thing, he had to watch it every second. Uh, Because if it was left in the flames even a second too long, the silver would be damaged. The woman was intrigued, so she asked them, then, how do you know exactly when the silver is refined? And that's when the silversmith smiled knowingly and said, oh, that's easy. I know it's refined when I see my image in it. We are in the period of Advent. Advent means the beginning of something or the coming of a person. It's a time we wait for God to come in Christ. 
referring to Malachi. When God comes to us, God will refine us into faithful people. You know, God desires faithful hearts and lives, not only for God's sake, but for ours too. God knows that living faithfully is the best way to live life. And God desires what's best for us. God wants what's best for me. The path to it is not easy. We are put to the fire in order to melt away the impurities that dilute and take away our faithfulness, our hurts, disappointments, fears, self-centeredness, laziness, distractedness, jadedness, or cynicism. All of these things, God melts away in the thickest fire. That's pretty scary and daunting, though, isn't it? That's why Malachi asks, who can endure the day of his coming and who can stand when he appears? Who of us can really stand that, being put in the fire like that? But just like the silversmith, God watches over us every second to make sure that we are not damaged. Like that silversmith, God carefully and tenderly refines us to be pure and reflect God's image and faithfulness. After going through that fire, we come out purified, ready to live faithful lives. To meet God is to be transformed into a faithful people. My friends, The spiritual journey is the journey toward faithfulness. The way of faithfulness is the way of life. It is the best and most fruitful life. So be faithful in all that you do. In your family, with your relationships, be faithful. With your friends and people you interact with, Be faithful. Don't be flaky. In your work, be faithful to your work and the people you work with. I know a lot of us might not always enjoy our work, and we're always thinking of greener pastures and what else is out there. And sure, there's always a season for change in our lives. But while you are where you're at, be faithful. In our worship, Let us be faithful. Let us not come with casual attitudes and just give whatever's left over, whether whether that be our energy or time or money. No, let us give everything that we have to God in our worship. Wherever you are, whatever you do, be faithful people. God will help us. Your faithfulness is what will be pleasing to God and God will make your life flourish and prosper. Thanks be to God for that. Let us sing together.